The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. It's sex out loud. And you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. On the program tonight, we've got the Boys Club and we'll go live on Facebook as of 1015. We're going to talk about what's with some men masturbating in front of each other. What's up with that? And do men need cuddles from other men? Would you find this therapeutic? Will this help men get in touch with their emotions? Those are just two of the topics we'll cover with the guys in studio. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. You can also email me anytime to lori at drlaurie.com or connect with me right here at 514-800. And throughout the show as well and towards the end of the program, I'll answer whatever leftover questions uh, I didn't get to right now. So just want to circle back to a question from last night uh, because I got a couple of responses from people. Uh, The last two guys I've been with told me they thought I smelled down there. I shower every day. I went to my gyno and I have no STDs. My diet is a pretty regular diet and I have a complex and don't know what to think. So a couple of textures... uh, weighed in on this. Uh, I had BV, which is bacterial vaginosis, and usually it smells like bad chemicals, rarely like fish. Sometimes it comes and goes and it disappears after my monthly cycle. So you might want to check, does this occur mostly around your monthly cycle? There's that. And then someone else wrote in, uh, this woman should take probiotics, water, and citrus fruits. So good hydration, taking a daily probiotic, and uh, having a diet that has uh, citrus fruits can help. And we talked about the, um, of course, what you put into your body comes out of your fluids. So um, a a vegan diet or a plant-based diet has been known to to help with that as well. Another texter wrote in, on March 14th, I heard about hormone discharge. I want more info about this, but the, on the internet, it concerns only women. Did you know? Do you know where I can find info for a man? So I'm not clear about what you mean by hormone discharge. So please uh, specify that. Write me back. Is is that? Am I reading it correctly? Was there an autocorrect there? But I'm not sure what you mean by hormone discharge. So uh, write back five one four eight hundred. All right, got this by email. So, Doc, I am a 21-year-old guy who never got to have sex. I've been horny or lusty ever since I was seven years old. I don't know why, but I have this terrible feeling. I just think in my head that women don't want to have sex with me. And for this, I just want to disrespect them. Even I get thoughts like it's good to rape these women. Why do I think like this? Am I sick? Am I a sinner? So that's a bit of a scary kind of email to get. Um, first of all, feeling horny at 21 is perfectly normal. And, you know, one day some woman will want to have a relationship uh, with you. Why would you think not? But you need to learn how to treat women well if you want to succeed with them. Uh, it's certainly not a woman's fault if she doesn't want to have sex with you. Being general because they don't want sex with you is completely misplaced. Look at your own behavior. See what you do or don't do to attract women. And it's never 
okay under any circumstances to rape women, period. I, I can't believe I actually have to say that out loud. Um, wanting to destroy someone else's life because you're not happy with your own is very disturbed thinking, in fact. So I want you to please, please talk this out with a therapist to make sure that you never feel like this is an option, ever. Um, the other option is also work with a dating coach at the same time who may be able to give you some tips on how to approach women in a respectful and consensual way, obviously. Uh, but you need to know what you're doing to turn people off uh, and, and why they're not wanting to be in a relationship with you. So it's something you're doing. So think about uh, helping yourself in that way. Five one four eight hundred. If anybody has any thoughts or wants to contribute to any of the things I'm I'm talking about, uh, please feel free to send them in. Hello, I'm writing this to hopefully get some answers regarding my boyfriend and his excessive masturbation. It's so bad he sometimes prefers his hand over me or sex with me. And when you do oral on him, it's like he doesn't enjoy it anymore because of him jerking off so much. And I give him oral whenever he wants it not when I want to give it. I have a high sex drive and he doesn't return the oral favor to me at all anymore. Please, I'm desperate for answers. And he's got a spot on the top of his penis, like a vein or blood vessel raised up on the top of his penis. I don't know if it's from masturbating too much or from using his penis pump too much. And he's also got premature ejaculation pretty bad. Sometimes sex only goes for less than 10 um, I don't, and he's ready to nut. I don't know what that means. And it's like he holds back when he's coming. Please help. Um, I gotta say, your boyfriend doesn't exactly sound like the most giving guy around, uh, bottom line. Uh, but it does sound possible that he may have some form of sex addiction or sexual compulsive, uh, disorder. Cause you do say he masturbates excessively and he uses a penis pump probably because after many ejaculations, he needs help to get an erection. Uh, so that uh, sounds compulsive to me. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm just guessing and it's, I'm hypothesizing here, n never having met him or evaluated the situation. Uh, it may also be that he's very used to his own hand or one way of getting himself off. So it's the way that he uh, prefers. No excuse for him not returning and not wanting to give you pleasure, though. So that part is a bit jerky to me. Um, as for the premature ejaculation, I'm not sure what you mean. You say 10. 10 seconds, 10 minutes. If it's 10 minutes, that's not premature. If it's 10 seconds, I would actually be surprised since he masturbates so much that it would that would extend the time. The other thing you talk about is the vein issue, that he has some vein. So men have veins on their penises. Some are more visible than others. And the, the size and shape of those veins can change over time. It can also change with sexual activity. So you could be right. It could be after a lot of masturbation that those um, veins are more uh, pronounced. It can it can also happen with uh, with injury, but if there was an injury, there would probably be pain or some difficulty with um, with erection. But usually, with this, there's no real need to be concerned if it's just a, a pronounced vein on the penis. But if there's pain, then the person should absolutely see a doctor. 
I'm having an issue since the first time I tried having sex. When I try to put a condom on fully erect and with my foreskin pulled back, first I find it really hard to make the condom get past the gland. Not sure if it's because or size or what. And then the foreskin under my gland makes it really, really difficult to get the condom over it. Sometimes I even have to put a finger between the condom and my penis to help the condom roll down. Can I get some advice? So the first step is to find a condom that actually fits properly, which means you may have to try on different sizes. Pulling back your foreskin before um, rolling down the condom is really important. And you might find it helpful to put a few drops of uh, lubricant, either water-based or silicone-based, inside the tip before you put the condom on. If you find that um, pulling back your foreskin is difficult, then I would recommend that you see a doctor to have them look at it and see uh, what can be done to uh, to loosen to loosen it because there is something that can be done for that. So that could be the problem. Uh, coming up, we've got the guys in studio, and we go live on Facebook, which means you can interact with us there or here at 514-800. We'll talk about uh, these masturbation clubs that are around. Hadn't heard about them until very recently. And cuddle groups for men. We'll ask the guys all about that. We strip away the stigmas every night with passion on CJAD 800. Tonight on the program, we have the guys in studio, our boys club. We're going to talk about why straight men are joining masturbation clubs. I don't know. I find this quite interesting. And men's cuddling groups uh, aims to redefine masculinity and somehow heal uh, trauma, something that, uh, I don't know, do you think it's something that, that could work? Could that be therapeutic? Will this help men get in touch with their emotions? Do men need this? So joining us in studio, Erwin Lamberski, Phil Vandenbrand, and Costa Tsakiris in studio. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Let's all be gentlemen tonight. Let's see how... So we'll stay calm? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Not so rowdy. No, it's okay. You can. And uh, Paris Mensory behind the camera. So thank you, Paris, for, for doing this. This is something I ta- did talk about on air last week. I thought, uh, I read this and I went, what? This is, this is fascinating. Uh, so basically what this is, is um, they <laughs> there's a club actually in Seattle called the Rain City Jacks, a jack-off club <laughs> for men who wish to... Uh, jack off openly and safely in a uniquely sex-positive, non-discriminating, and mutually respectful community. Every Sunday and Tuesday, they meet uh, at this erotic gallery in Seattle. They The lights are dimmed, there's soft music, and they're either in clusters or alone, and they are masturbating. And I spoke to a gay friend of mine who said, oh, that, yeah, I've heard of those. Those happen in the gay community. But in... With the straight men, it, they, uh, this club has about 10% of the members, of the 300 members, are straight men who join these clubs. And I'm just wondering, like, I know young adolescent boys do this kind of thing. Girls do not. Like, girls are do not do this. There's sex play, but they there's no masturbation, clubbing, bonding that happens. So 
as do you remember in your adolescence doing this at all? Any of you? In a club? No. Not no, not well, in a club. But obviously, I, I don't even maybe doing in, it a in a club house. Setting. You know, in a private setting. No, I, I on my own. Yeah. I but not, but the, not in hey, front of other, not in so front of your buddies. The, what are we? Uh... No, no, <laughs> no, no. It was never be in front of buddies. Never be in front of friends. No, that's a private moment. Okay, but I have to tell you, it it's not uncommon as a as a kind of a I don't want to say a rite of passage, but some something that that guys tend to do uh, growing up. I don't know oh. any anybody listening I, who actually did this. Did you ever masturbate in front of your? Friends, was this a thing? Like where guys got together at somebody's house and they put on porn and and they're never, no, no. no. M- masturbation is usually behind closed doors. Even when you were young, yeah. Okay. There was a common a common joke when we were kids, and actually sometimes we still use that joke. Okay, let's all have a big old circle jerk. Right. But, See. Uh, okay. So but you as a just joke, said it's never happened. Maybe though. as a joke, but jokes come from somewhere. Jokes come from truth <laughs> to some degree because those exist. Yeah, I think there's also, um, we have to be careful in the sense where younger people also are doing, if they, most of them are doing it to explore or to, to understand, to, you know, to compare also. Yes, I think exactly. a lot of that, but, yes, um, compare what maneuvers or size, size just yeah. in general. I think, you know, so we have to be careful with, I don't think it's like a, a thing that they're necessarily like into because after that, like the club to me is not surprising. Uh, Oh really? First of all, yeah, it's not surprising to me whatsoever, especially not in the gay community. Okay. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's mostly, um, it comes also with a fetish, which is exhibitionism. Exhibitionism. You know? Right. I would agree with you on that is that maybe a lot of these guys are slightly exhibitionistic, but also, but it's straight men with men, you know, some of these curious men. Yeah, I I think straight men would probably be more curious than participating. I think there's curiosity. They participate. They, they, they do participate. Um, yeah, they say that these clubs. One person says maybe for maybe a way for straight men to perhaps relive or reconnect with a kind of adolescent homosociality. So it's like homosocial rather than homosexual mm-hmm. in a way um, that they may have uh, experienced. And they they compare this to now you'll relate to this going to a strip club with your buddies and your buddies getting a lap dance right next to you, where. You know, you, you might have an erection and the woman might be grinding and whatever. So it's kind of a – can you see the the, the similarity? Not yeah. really. No, No, because no, a guy – I mean, if a girl's grinding in a strip joint or whatever, I mean, the guy is going to want to jerk off it, but he's going to get kicked out. I mean, that's not going to happen. Well, it's in a private – let's in say a, it's yeah. in a private room. But Except that stuff is going on next to you and near you and – Whatever. Like no, it's, it's never enticed me. It's never... No. no. Well, I, I didn't say... I didn't expect that it would necessarily entice you <laughs> or that you would thought about the club. Uh, well, well if, if it pleases them and doesn't hurt anybody, then who am I to judge what they do? That's what I was going to say. And at the same time, if they're if they're being offered a safe environment to In be able to, to do, do it, it yeah. then why not? You right. know. So then let's move on to the cuddle groups because uh, – so this isn't – it has nothing to do with sex. It has to do with male – kind of male bonding or they call it a man's uh, therapeutic cuddle group. Um, and they talk about how this is – that they're gaining popularity. Their men go in there and they cuddle each other. They cuddle each other. 
Uh, and part of this is because of the um, growing up with this whole masculine ideal that you don't express emotions, that you you know you can't uh, you can't let that out or or what have you, and that that's why these are therapeutic. So, just wondering if you would consider that to be therapeutic in any way, any of you. I can understand it. I think it's um, a little disappointing, if you ask me, that today in 2019, people or guys feel that they need a club to be able to to oh. get that sensation of feeling loved or cuddled or mm-hmm. protected. Um, I think we're, you know, forget mis- masculinity for a second. I think we're somewhere else. I think, you know, we're, we're in generations now that, you know, share their love and have conversations and demonstrated more. Um, and I'm hoping that it'll go towards that, you know? I think I, I, I I agree with you in that I notice that more. Mm -hmm. I notice a lot more men hugging each other and, um, I wouldn't say cuddling, but, but. No, I wouldn't use the word cuddling others. Look, here, just give you an instance tonight. I, you know, I, you know, Cost and I, we know, we know each other and I hadn't seen him in a while. no personal. (laughs) But still, I mean, hello, hello. I mean. So we saw each other, and we you know, instead of like, <laughs> usually we think two guys would go up and just like shake hands. No, we gave each other a hug. We haven't right. seen each other. So well. much so more not... common than what it was, let's say, oh, fifty yeah. years I ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, much. Uh, much. But uh, what I find interesting is that the, this article cites a study that um, you know men are taught like you know they have to be tough, they should never cry, and that the studies show that men who strongly believe in masculine norms are less likely to get preventative health care, more likely to drink heavily and use tobacco, and more likely to hold negative attitudes towards seeking mental health services. So the more you hold on to these masculine norms, like men shouldn't cry or show these the emotions, stereoty- the, the stereotype, stereotype yeah. exactly, okay. the, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy for men. And I think this is why these groups came out. Is uh, is to be able to address this so that there was a safe space well, it's, for men. It's funny that you sh- you should say that. I was watching uh, there's this uh, show I believe it's on Netflix, Love Around the World or something along those lines. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I haven't watched it. You yet, haven't watched yeah. it. Well, no. there there are such clubs, but not men for men, heterosexual, uh, like uh, where women could go get cuddled by men or men by mm-hmm. women. And it, it doesn't ha- it's not sexual. It doesn't have to be sexual. It's just you go there and just express your emotions to another There's individual. There's something in Montreal here. There was a cuddle, this person who offered cuddles for, for money. And it was a woman and, you know, offering it, cuddles but no sex. It's very popular in uh, in some parts of Asia as well. Yeah, but that's, uh, yeah? I think it's because in, they don't express. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, because they're 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 being thought to not express uh, their emotions, emotion, but love. even their emotions and and their love, especially towards parents. Um, they found out that there was a, a a place to open up businesses where people can actually uh, pay for a date, and there's nothing sexual about it. Exactly. It's it's going out, cuddling, having an, a, a deep, intimate conversation. It's something right. that. I guess in that culture is not seen. Uh... And it's the importance of touch. I think we forget that we are all humans, not just men and women. And it, that even though you may be raised to be tough and no, I don't need this. Everybody needs it as just by being human. Agreed. 
Oh, yeah. 514-800, if you uh, have thoughts on uh, these masturbation clubs, men's <laughs> cuddling groups, <laughs> still, could you, would you join but, any of those? One texter says uh, uh, those straight guys are gay, but they're not, apparently. So th- according to this article that interviewed a bunch of people, they're not gay. So maybe bi-curious, but may- maybe. But they don't identify. They identify completely as straight. Yeah. Erwin Lambersky is here. He is a uh, uh, president of the ID group. He's a, basically an aerospace techie. We have uh, Phil Vandenbrand, who's a public relations manager and a go-to guy for events in uh, and concerts in Montreal and Toronto, and Kostlet Securis, the owner of Otavio's. We are uh, live on Facebook. I think it's working now, so uh, have no fear. We got the right audio going there for you. You can go to my Facebook page at Dr. Lori Batito, and I'll post it on the CJD uh, Facebook page as well. I'll uh, share it there coming up. So what we've got coming up is uh, and <laughs> something else the guys tend to or may or may not use, but Montreal now has a place where you could rent a sex doll. So Montreal, I think it's like one of the first of its kind Mm -hmm. that you can rent a sex doll. No, I think Toronto had one. No, no, they they never opened. They never opened? They never opened. But this is, they'll deliver. It's like Uber Eats, but, you know, different kind. (laughs) How do we, how do you know it's properly washed? We'll talk about that coming up. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Montreal's ultimate dolls. Let users rent out sex dolls. We'll talk about that after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. This is Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. New service in Montreal. No, it's not Uber Eats. <laughs> well, kind of, not really. Um, Montreal it has this uh, company now that uh, basically you can rent a sex doll and it is delivered to your home or place of business or wherever you want wherever you want wherever you want <laughs> can you imagine that delivery yeah, yeah. coming in sorry I'm the gonna... poor receptionist yeah yeah, for yeah, this. I'll sign for this. <laughs> uh, yeah so this is our, our guys panel talking about this it's called the company's called ultimate dolls montreal's ultimate dolls a sex doll rental agency opened yeah. up by a a couple they have about 20 different kinds of sex dolls uh, you know, the good quality kinds, not the blow-up kinds. The Japanese ones. Well, yeah, the, those really, you know. And we had heard about the sex uh, brothel, the mm-hmm. uh, which did not work out simply because they couldn't get the, um, I believe, the the permits. Uh, the permits to open where they wanted to open. And I think they, I don't think they, they ever opened. But this is something new. It's not a brothel. It's a a delivery delivery service, you know. I still don't get the whole sex doll thing, um, but I guess there's got to be a – they must have figured out there's a business for it. Here's the question. Is that considered cheating? That's a good question. I don't Uh, think so. I I can't imagine. It's like a sex toy, but with far more intricate things. Well, if this doll talks back, is actually – I don't think this doll talks back. Is it mechanical? 
Uh, is it mechanical? It moves or just I really lasers. don't know that, what it looks like. First of all, it's <laughs> disgusting. I'm sorry. Remember, I'm a, te- I'm a techie, so I want to know, like, does the mechanical <laughs> got moving parts and all this sort of stuff? Is Siri included <laughs> in might the doll? Might be. Might be. Uh, they're very sophisticated, some of these dolls. Like, they range in huge prices, like five grand, ten thousand $10,000. Like, they're... It's a big investment, so, but there is a vo- there are vocals to it. Yeah, well, there's there are ones that are yeah. Let, let's say smart dolls. You need to Bluetooth take those, connection. You need to take those out for supper before. Yeah, I, no. you see, it, it always brings jokes, right? It's <laughs> like, but but I'm sure there are guys who who rent these. Otherwise, why but, would they even start how, this business? How do you know how if it was properly disinfected? STD. Okay, you use a condom. You yes, say they say use, you have to use. A you condom. use a condom still. You don't know what's in there. Yeah, well, they they do wash their sex dolls before they go to another. Well, I would. Uh, customer. I would hope so. Yeah, they, of like, course. Like sterilization. Yeah, or well, what? they they actually th- this article says exactly how they do it. They rinse it with water, soak it in disinfectant for forty five minutes, then they scrub, then they use antibacterial sanitation, then they dry for about an hour using a heat gun in the orifices. Uh, and How then they dre- and orifice? then they dress the doll. It's a vagina orifice. Well, or they they could put a heat gun in there. I don't know. <laughs> You're asking me questions that I really wouldn't know. I'm not in the doll industry. <laughs> uh, but but the cost is 120 bucks an hour for these. Well, if if I were Dinner to be cheaper. if I if I were to be in the market for that. I'd spring for an extra couple of bucks. I don't know how much uh, what it is, and hire a real uh, escort. Uh, yeah, but then that would be cheating. If we're looking at the well, cheating if, if, factor, if you're right? Gonna go, if you're going to go down that path, may as well have the I warmth mean, of a real woman I or mean, man. If Whatever. you're going, yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend that spend that much money. Well, it might, but it might be like two or three times that money. I, I, I don't know what the, what the going rate yeah. is. Yeah, I, don't I, know I have no idea. I mean, it's more than that. It's more than a hundred. Well, I would assume it's sure. more than that, right? I don't know. You think this business will fly? You think it'll no, work? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. 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 Well, we wish them luck. It's, I, I, it's, it's not a great business model. I can, I can only imagine them getting a business loan for this kind of thing, going to the bank. And explaining. And explaining, exactly. All right, here's a topic that comes up a lot, and that is can women and men be just friends? And there's research on this. One group of researchers found that sexual attraction is one of the biggest problems for cross-sex friendships. Uh, Another group of researchers have also suggested that non-sexual friendships with women are harder for men. So it's harder for men to be just friends because there's they tend to have more of that attraction that becomes problematic, or they want would have would want more, whereas it's easier for women. So I just wanted your thoughts. I'm not shocked. I think I, I personally think that men and women can be friends. Um, I understand what you're saying with the whole um, sexual connection, and that's probably one of the the things that triggers a friendship. No, that kind of. <laughs> but that's interesting. I want to get to that. That it, why does it trigger a friendship? But go on. Yeah, I, I I just think that in in and this is might be I might be generalizing here, but I I find men. I find it easier to disconnect between sex and an actual relationship. So probably where it comes from is just you have a friend, you get along, you guys are on, you know, going down the same path and plus you find the person attractive, but for a guy, it's probably just sex. Right. So, but on the other side, women tend to be more attached uh, emotionally. Um, So I think that's where the, 
the fire can actually happen or take place. But I think it's definitely doable. Uh, I think it's just a question of respect and communicating. I don't see a yeah. problem at all. I have many women friends that it's not sexual. It's, it's do I find them attractive? Yeah, I could find them attractive, but doesn't it's not sexual, and I don't think of them in that manner. Right, they're just friends. Right, but sometimes your attraction to somebody, like when when you have friends, something has to connect you to that person. Mm-hmm. There has to be a pull. So it, could it be that it, initially there's some? Attra- I don't even know if it's sexual attraction, but some kind of attraction. Well, there might, otherwise, there how else to, do you become friends? It doesn't only have to be physical. It could be an right. attraction to to uh, something. Their vibe, the right, the, a vibe, their persona. It could be whatever. The, it doesn't have to be sexual. I don't think it has. So, and I'm case in point. I have many women friends. Yeah, and none. I have a lot of guy friends too, and okay. it's certainly it. Well, it, it is you're, just you're friends. a good friend of mine. Yeah, we're very good. Friends. We're very good friends. Right. Like you're an attractive woman. Yes, it's it's not sexual. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it right here. Well, no, <laughs> but I'm also I, very good friends with Erwin. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's a yeah. good friend. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and so, like, it's just a matter of sometimes, like, you think good communication. And if you happen to enjoy each other's company, I don't see what the difference is if, if it's a male or if it's a female. Uh, and do your partners have issues with it? That's the other no. thing is sometimes I, in my practice, I hear people who are very jealous, whose partners are you know they don't like the fact that their their wife or their their husband has not, a, a female friend not if you're in a, a secure relationship i wouldn't say, i wouldn't i wouldn't see that if you're in a secure relationship with your partner why should that bother them i have no issue with my wife having male friends i got no issue with it at all i think one of the things that i hear from guys is um that if if given the chance like if it was offered up if sex was offered a, a, up hall pass well, yeah, if sex was offered up, they would like, you know, that there there is a there would be the attraction there mm-hmm. to have sex. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So I find that for for men in general if that if the opportunity was there and they would take it, it would not affect necessarily on their end the relationship because I think like the friendship, it would exactly. affect the friendship. Exactly. It's it's it happened. It's it's a one and done. Exactly. It's good. We we move on. But for women, I find, especially if it's not well communicated or the intentions are, are not well communicated, well, then it becomes more complicated because... Now they want something exactly. more. Exactly. Right. It goes past yeah. that. Okay. So given the op- option, maybe the guys would have sex with their friend mm-hmm. because they can make that separation. Okay. That's a, I, I like that theory. Uh, the next, uh, next up, I want to talk about how long is too long uh, without sex. Plus, I'll answer more of your questions. So if you have uh, any questions for me, send them to me now at 514-800. Our Boys Club, Erwin Lamberski, Phil Vandenbrand, and Costa Securis join me. How long is too long without sex? You answer that question for us. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJAD 800. How long is too long without sex? Uh, our guests tonight are Boys Club, Erwin Lamberski, Phil Vandenbrand, and Costa Securis in studio. Do you have, uh, can can you give me a number? How long is too long without sex, Phil? What, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's about a number. I think it's more about the, the quality of when it happens. Okay. So I don't think it's about the amount of times or... It's, how long you yeah. go without? No. I'll respectfully disagree with uh, <laughs> Phil. That's uh, okay. You have your own uh, schedule, if you will. Well, I'll, I'll share the research, though. But go ahead. For me, it's gotta. 
it has to be at a minimum actual intercourse at least three times a week. Minimum. That's your minimum. Yeah, that's my minimum. And what if your partner is not available? I'm not worried about that. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, do you have a number? How long is too long without sex? There's no, I don't know how long it would say it was too long, but obviously, I mean, there's sex and then there's intimacy as well. So if you're talking about just intercourse and too long is obviously weeks. Okay. Uh, but intimacy is to me is much more important as, as, that, right. as that goes. And I think that uh, as men get older, they also report that to me anyway, that, that they uh, like that. So one person writes four weeks is too long. I just want to say that the average, national average, what do you think the average is? Four? <laughs> it's about once a week. Once a week? Once a week. And then there was a study done to look at, because we assume the more sex you have, the happier you'll be. Uh-uh-uh, it doesn't work that way. There's a sweet spot, actually, and that is once a week. So couples who had sex more than once a week were no happier uh, than couples who had sex once a week. Those who had sex less than once a week were not as happy. So, Well, less than once go. a week, it's not at all. <laughs> well, once every two weeks, whatever. No, but I, I, no, but I agree with, I agree, um, I agree with that. I think it's, um, I think it's more about, like I said, the quality and the intimacy than it is the actual amount of times you do it. I mean, where, 2019 people are busy we have schedules there you, you know go. there so, you go and this is a year this is when uh, people are having less and less sex than ever before by the way really yeah well you see so my yeah. wife and i my wife and i has improved and the frequency has it has risen. gotten mm-hmm. risen as the years have gone by because of the fact that we've gotten more comfortable with each other, we know each other better, we know our likes, our dislikes. Yeah. And listen, the fact that we both uh, stay very active and we're, we're both at the gym five, six times a week. Yeah, exactly. That helps. That uh, testosterone. That uh, testosterone release, yeah. dump, whatever you, uh, you want to call it, it's, uh, it fuels our uh, desire. Yeah, that that's true. And also, as your kids get older, they're more independent. You have more time for each other, blah, blah. So all of this, it does change. Uh, people have to know that it changes. Guys, thank you so much for your input and uh, everything you shared with us tonight. Erwin Lamberski, Phil Vandenbrand, Kostet Securis. Uh, thank you. And, thank you for having uh, us. For having us. Uh, we'll to be here. you again soon. All right. I want to get to some questions now. Um, all right. Here's a, a couple of questions. Uh, to add for the person who texted in, because this is somebody in response to the guy being wonderful all around but horrible in the bedroom. So a woman asked about this. Like her, her guy that she met was great, but he was horrible in the bedroom. Uh, what I often find works for me, this texter says, is, hey, I find I like it better when you do this and you show motion instead of this. Or can you do this? Uh, can you do it during sex or before? If you do it during sex, though, make sure it actually registers for next time, too. I have a partner now that I've asked multiple times to finger me in a certain way instead of the way he was doing it. He would change it up right away, but then forget the next time. I kept having to remind him, which was tiring and frustrating. So I sent him a little videos of my fingers to ask him, and that cemented it in his brain. He was so in the moment during sex that he forgot about it for the next time, so I had to tell him outside of the situation for him to remember during the situation. Hope that helps. Um, Another uh, question uh, says, can a partner bully their partner? 
Uh, absolutely, you can be bullied. These are toxic relationships. This You would call this not just bullying. It, within a partnership, you would call this um, abusive, actually. This would be considered an, an abusive situation. Uh, in terms of uh, sex doll cheating or not cheating, this text writes, it's such a technicality to consider having sex with a doll not cheating. The point is that you're ultimately not being sexually exclusive with your partner, regardless with whom your monogamous promise shouldn't extend to having sex beyond your proper body and that of your partners, unless otherwise agreed upon and uh, consented. So that's actually very true. You should, this is something that should be um, agreed upon. Uh, what happened to no sex for a year after having a giving birth? Is that normal? Absolutely not. You can have sex. Usually you get the okay uh, from the gynecologist at the six-week checkup. So you have a, a, a checkup after you've had a baby at six weeks. The gynecologist looks inside, makes sure everything is okay and healing well, and then usually gives you the green light uh, to go ahead and, and have sex. Now, some women have tears on the inside of their vagina that need more healing, so they may not be able to have intercourse, sometimes for up to six months, uh, but that uh, your partner will know because we'll experience, um, we'll experience pain for sure. But this is something that you, you should talk about, but it's not, not a year, definitely not a year. Uh, I hope you guys remember that we've got uh, our uh, live and interactive event happening on uh, Wednesday night. Really, really excited about that. Make sure you go to cjd.com and sign up and your chance to get an invite, but you've got to sign up. We'll all be there, all of us uh, at CJD, everybody who's on air. You get a chance to speak with us, to get some uh, great food and uh, and have lots and lots of fun. So I hope to see you there. Uh, that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening and, and being part of the show tonight. Thanks to Paris Mansouri who took care of... Uh, uh, of our Facebook live feed. Thanks to our guys in studio. I always have fun with them. Uh, thanks to uh, Dave Simon in Master Control. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Don't forget, you can send me your questions anytime. I will answer them at the beginning of every show. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. Go spread.